something else what's beef Something else. Woo! Episode 16? Ooh, sweet 16. Sweet 16 already. Hey. Seems like it was yesterday. <laughs> CB, what's up, man? Oh, man. It has been an entertaining last 10 minutes. Let me tell you exactly. that. If we would have got pre production on the show recording, it would have been, been good. <laughs> Whatever, though. Superfly, what's up? Peace was good, fellas. And chilling. We got a special guest in the house tonight. Yes, we do. Yo, yo, my man, yo. My man Sachi is in the house. What's up, fellas? Glad you can come through. Appreciate it. Are you uh you ready to talk rap beefs tonight? Hey man, I'm ready to talk whatever y'all want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right, so um how was your how was your week, C V? I mean, uh since we're recording this on a Tuesday, uh we just finished Memorial Day weekend. It was a great Memorial Day weekend for uh, for me and my family. So, I mean, things is good, man. Gotcha. Okay. Superfly? Yo. It was busy, you know, but I got a good day of rest on Monday. Other than that, it was good. You know, cookout hopping and all that good stuff. There okay. we go. Okay. Yeah, same here. I forgot to take off work, so I had to go to the part-time job. Where everybody else was <laughs> at home chilling. I'm putting on khakis and a black t-shirt and going to work. Baby needs diapers. Yeah, hey, exactly. get that grind on, man. Yeah. Mortgage, all that good stuff. Um, so let's start with a quick headline before we really want to dig into tonight's uh, <laughs> topics. We got a lot on the, on the plate. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Roseanne real quick. Everybody's Ooh. up to breast with what happened with Roseanne? Uh, yeah, somewhat. So, as we all know, ABC renewed, well, rebooted Roseanne as a series. And apparently, I didn't watch it, but apparently its first season was good enough for... It was actually really good. I got, well, I saw myself wasn't going to watch standpoint. it. I watched the first episode just to see what it was about, but I knew it was a pro-Trump show, and I knew I wasn't going to be interested in seeing any more outside of one episode. But I just wanted to see how it was going to be, because I knew Wanda Sykes was writing for it. I heard J.B. Smooth was going to jump on and write for it. So I knew she had... A good pocket of writers, right, right. So first episode was was decent. I said, and it was their number one show this season for them to bring it back. But until somebody got happy with Twitter fingers, uh, her racism was showing. And uh, Roseanne went on a, a racist rant. I don't know, was it last night or this morning? Something like that, yeah. 
But uh, all in all, enough for ABC to cancel their number one show. Yeah. And just not care. It's not. Hey. Not so, good. Make America what great she, again, What bro. she pretty much said was, um, <laughs> she was talking about Valerie Jarrett, which is, she's uh, uh, the former aide to Obama. She said Valerie Jarrett was a Muslim and uh, yeah, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes uh, if they had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Would be Valerie Jarrett. And then her way that she... She played off as a joke. Tri- like, a joke. the way that she even tried to explain it was like, oh, like, uh, you know, I shouldn't have gone after someone for their, like, beliefs and how they look. And it's like, oh, my God. All right, and then she says he was joking. Okay. Yo, okay. Everything, there's a truth behind everything yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but what really happened was, so Wanda Sykes quit immediately <laughs> after that went on Wanda Sykes uh, mm-hmm. stepped down and then uh, a couple of people just went at ABC oh, yeah. saying what are you going to do about this because you know you're going to stand behind this next thing you know snip, ABC snip. canceled the show so um, oh and then the, the president of ABC is a black woman by the way so yeah that was stupid uh, <laughs> basically hey man can you run down real quick not only see when you said Valerie Jarrett was a, an assistant to Obama, do you know her where her credentials are? Like she is like Oh, she's she's like top super notch. high powered man, like CEO of the Habitat Company, a real estate and management company she joined in nineteen ninety five. A member of the board a member of the board of the Chicago Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. two thousand to two thousand seven. Member of the Board of Trustees of the University of Chicago Medical Center from nineteen ninety six to two thousand nine. I believe, and if if she's on the board of that, that means she's probably responsible for hiring um, Michelle Obama to that position I'm at pretty sure. University of Chicago um, Hospital. Because I think Miss uh, or the first lady ran that hospital before she became first lady. Uh, hey, her credentials are, you know, super. Yeah, nah, man. Like, come on now. To even just come out your mouth against somebody like that who's gotten to that level. With that level of disrespect. You know what I'm right. saying? They, but that's the thing. ABC knew who she was before they got back in bed with her. Right. You know, it was a money thing. It was a power play. I was hoping that she would at least calm her down. But, you know, True Color showed. That that neck showed up eventually, <laughs> and there we go. So that's enough from Roseanne. Let's, I'm gonna, I want to dive in deep. Um, so <laughs> last Friday we had two albums drop. Yeah. ASAP Rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the name of that? What was the name of Rocky? Testing. Testing, that's what it was. Actually, pretty good album. I, I gave it a second listen through on my drive home tonight mm-hmm. because traffic in the D.C. area, as it always is during yeah. the week, was awful. And I believe, and I'm sure you have plenty to say on it, but I believe that that's, this is an album that if you only listen to albums one time through mm-hmm. and make your decision off of it, yep. that this won't work for you. No. You need to be able to give testing more than at least more yeah you got to give him a listens. couple listens because you're not actually going to appreciate what Rocky's attempting to do attempt to do there you check it out Sachi uh well like he said I only gave him one listen I didn't get up but I didn't I actually didn't get all the way through I was in the car and I think I had listened to uh the seven songs on Pusha's album mm-hmm. first oh, and then I went album. and then I went to uh to the Rocky album, I got mm-hmm. through like five songs and I got out the car. But I yeah. can say on the first listen, I was like, oh, this don't really sound like the regular Rocky. It kind of switched up it, a it's lot. It's different, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what's different yeah. about it? Because I haven't heard it yet. The style, the, the yeah. beats are a little different. Um, mm-hmm. Are these trappy or? No. Nah, nah, so he said this was his take on a trip hop album. Okay. So yeah. 
um, which you would think kind of goes perfect like for, what, for what for what he does. But live kind of thing or what? And it's got like a lot of electric sound to it too. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. he he plays around with a couple filters. Okay. It's, I mean, it's not a bad album. No. How many tracks were on there? Ten or twelve, something like that. Yeah. I, think. Oh, I like okay. it when they keep yeah. it short. Man. Right. Well, speaking of short, well, we got a seven-track, <laughs> twenty-minute album from Pusha. Yeah. Which I don't know how you can leave somebody wanting. The thing is, you would think after seven uh, tracks, you would want more. <laughs> but I think he fulfilled everything in the twenty-minute track, twenty-minute album. Yeah. Um, supposedly, he said on the Breakfast Club that Ye actually picked out the samples, hand produced everything. Um, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, is the beat I was so hearing. good? Okay, so I just I like track one, and and I can't even hate like on that joint. Yeah. Is it is his production so good that you're willing to overlook what's been happening with him? So I'm, I'm I think that's a him, that's a very personal. Like, there's no overarching answer to that question. Like, if you're like I I I know plenty of people that have told me that they're done with Kanye, and that is. Fair. That's one hundred percent fine. To me, and this is an indirect Kanye relationship. Like you're not really you're getting Kanye's music, but it's Pusha all the way through. So I mean, this is a a Pusha T product with Kanye. I mean, with Kanye's production. Kanye's always been a good producer. We never taken that away. When he shuts his mouth, when he shuts his mouth, Kanye. Me so much, yo, because I love his music. Right. Up until you know, probably he just but still. Before somebody told him he could rap, he was actually a really good producer, right? Exactly. (laughs) For that, because his mouth is now he's just talk, talk, talk. But yeah, um, shock tactics as well. He kind of didn't pull the shock tactics off one album. Uh, apparently, one o'clock in the morning, the night that I was about to drop, he switched to cover art. Okay, yeah, to, about the Whitney Houston, Whitney yes. Houston bathroom picture. He paid 85 grand from uh, what's the National Enquirer. National Enquirer. What do you think about that? Oh, that's where he got it from. That's yeah. Oh, okay. And then Whitney's son or nephew or nephew probably somebody came out um, like defending the use of the image because there were some people that, that were not nephew. happy. That about was the it. nephew. Yeah, there yeah, were there were some that. people that were. not What's the happy meaning about behind it? it then? It's her. I, I don't know. It's a drug. It's Kanye. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just I saw the picture and they were like he used her bath. Like, okay. So, but in they the picture, were saying, it's like. Drug needles yeah, and yeah. lighters and dirty. Ugh. And the whole, like, he was saying that he chose, they switched the name from King Push to Daytona mm-hmm. because Daytona kind of represents more of what the album is about. And he's talked the entire time that it's supposed to be kind of like an a luxurious, like, drug rap album. And, and does so, Daytona refer to Daytona Beach? Or I Daytona, mean, I, I, don't I, look, I looked it up, and honestly, Daytona, Florida is the only thing that, that came up. Um, so I don't know if there's anything deeper to that yeah. because Whitney wasn't in Daytona, um, right? You know, but it, that does go along with the luxurious drug like image because we all That's know Daytona Beach in the eighties. Kind of, is that what my question about? is? I didn't know. I mean, when I saw the picture, I had no no idea it was Whitney Houston's bathroom until the story broke. Right. So had that not. Well, I guess there was no way in the world that that wasn't gonna break because the man paid yeah, eighty five grand exactly. for it. Yeah, it's a famous picture, mm-hmm. I guess, to the people who were in on the circle. Right. Um, but if you didn't know it was Whitney Houston's bathroom, to me, it just looks like a a pretty decent album cover. Like, okay, I get, I get the the reference because of drugs and like it's just mm-hmm. a dirty bathroom, you know. Mm-hmm. But then um, you realize it's Whitney's bathroom and just that. I mean, that's what hurts because 
all her fan base, they said that opens up wounds that really haven't healed yet. Exactly. And how she died. That's why I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really conflicted about this because if someone put a picture of Donda getting surgery on their album, Right, how would he feel? Right. But exactly. the man is putting the doctor on his front as his album cover. Yeah, but he, I mean that's again, I I wouldn't want the guy who killed my mama. But wasn't this bathroom picture? If he bought it from the National Enquirer, it was already it was already out before though. Right, okay. right. It was yeah. already in the magazine. Right, or the, whatever that is. Well, at least it they had the rights. I ain't never seen the National Enquirer in my right. life, but right. you know, right, right, right. <laughs> they at least had it to the point where maybe somebody gave them hush money not to use it. But at the and same then, time, if whoever put it out that it was Whitney's bathroom, like you said, yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't even... When I look at the picture, I just see a dirty bathroom. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, right. Until they said, oh, Whitney's parents are, or somebody is mad. I was right. like, oh, yeah. okay. To a certain point, known. yeah. Right. How the hell did Kanye knew this picture existed? Uh, so somebody got in this. I mean... Yeah, so, somebody wanted some bread. Kanye said, okay, whoop, broke them off. And then yes. they put it out you know, for public knowledge and consumption. Right, because now what? Six years later, after her death, is the first time I've seen this picture. Right, I've never heard of. Yeah, wow, it's wild though. Yeah, all right, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's dive into tonight's topic because we can talk <laughs> Kanye and dirty bathrooms and all that all, all day. Uh, so tonight we're gonna talk about rap beefs, the classics, the the purest state of hip hop is the beef competition. I mean, you got. Breakdancing used to be is a form of hip hop like beef. Yep. I mean, you got two crews coming together and they settle it out on the dance floor. Yep. Whoever had the, the livest, the best moves, and whoever had, like, I guess, the most, the dude who can bend and twirl the, the best. Best crowd reaction. Best crowd, that's how you won. Mm-hmm. Then it transformed to microphone and, and right. lyricism and who was, the best, who was the best lyricist out of two or three people. Right. Um, so I want to start with an old school one since we're going to. Dive in. Okay. Uh, the first beef that I kind of remember coming up, um, Kumo D, MC Shan, and LL Cool J. Okay. Now, don't remember that I don't remember MC Shan being a part of this, though. <laughs> well, because he dove in on, on a piece of a, of a song. Okay. like in, I know um, Shan and, uh, and KRS. Right. Well, the that was the bridge is over, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, let's, start, let's start with that. But for those who don't know, LL Cool J is not just the host of... Um, what's that lip sync battle? Right. He was actually he an MC. Hats all yeah, the time. Yo, he we was were... or NCIS or whatever LA. Yeah. He's actually a, a MC. He was actually pretty dope back in the day. Uh, was he the first rapper signed to Def Jam? Yes, uh, sir. Along with the Junkyard Band. Maybe. Oh, JYB. That's right. Sardines and the Word. And the Beastie Boys. So, <laughs> LL. Um, I guess him and Kumo D. It originated with Kumo D. I guess not taking <laughs> something about Kumo D, uh, LL rub Kumo D the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So Kumo D writes, uh, How You Like Me Now, yep. which was one of his his bigger hits. Um, Kumo D claimed that LL, that's what it is. Kumo D claimed LL bit his style. You took my style, I'm taking it back. Exactly. Coming back like Return of the Jedi. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Sham comes in because Sham says LL did the same thing. He stole his style. But at this point, aren't they all. 
LA uh, they are New York rappers. Well Shan well Shan and LL are both from Queens, but you know Shan started the the Kango The Kang, that's right. And all that kind of stuff. So he's talking about style fashion wise. And and rhymes, both. Kind well, of how do you feel Kumo D it's and both. Shan couldn't be further apart? <laughs> <laughs> well no 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 he's saying, well, the beef with LL and Kumo D was about when if you listen to rap before like LL, right. it was you had <laughs> right. You had Run DMC who right. was Curtis blowing them. They rap like that. Yeah, a lot of people give the the turning of the MC style to rock him, mm-hmm. but oh, really before him. that, it was Mo D. Mm-hmm. So Mo D was rapping, you know. Terminator and I will doesn't. say, Mo D doesn't get a lot of respect that he should. Just because I think, and I, maybe part of that the, might be because he came out of a crew. Like he was part of the fat, Treacherous Three. Treacherous right? Three, right? Yeah, but he was Mo D was kind of still an underground rapper, right? See, when when, <coughs> when L when L came out and got big, Kumo D was still considered an underground rapper, right? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what he was mad about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you you only popping, but it's really me, right? That should have been the one out right. popping. And for those who don't know, LL got his deal by. Standing on top of a table with his beatbox mm-hmm. and rapping, just like in uh, what was the movie? Crush Groove. Crush Groove. Um, so Shan writes Beatbiter. Fifteen. That's what they yeah. say, but you know, it could have been twenty. Right. <laughs> Hip hop age, we really don't yeah. know. Right. Uh, so Shan writes Beatbiter. Um, then Mo D responds with uh, Bigger and Better. Uh, yeah, Bigger, Better, uh, and Deffer. That's what it was. Bigger and Better. And LL writes, uh, which is a shot of LL's album, Bigger and Deffer. Right. Uh, so yet, at this point, LL has yet to respond. And LL's first response was Jack the Ripper. Right. Which, to me, was completely different from anything he had put out at that point. And when you hear like Jack the Ripper, you're like, wow. Yeah. I, I can give him that. I mean, I think he was rapping aggressive on Bad, on Bigger and Deffer. Well, yeah. With I'm Bad, with... Um, uh, there's a couple songs on there. That I'm blanking. No, Supposedly, uh, Jingling Baby is about Kumo D as well. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's, they say they take takes a shot at him in there. I always thought Mama said knock you out. Well, that's what him. we get to. So then okay. Kumo D writes uh, Let's Go and uh, Death Blow. <laughs> Supposedly, Death Blow is a big. I, I never songs heard songs and no one remembers. Yeah, I never even heard Death Blow, but apparently, you know, hey, those like I said, those those are more underground, like underground New York right. stuff. Yeah. You weren't, you know, you weren't in New York, you you didn't hear everything because you know hip hop wasn't that mainstream. Right for exactly. me, like the only right. thing you really heard was Wild Wild West and uh, that, that was let's see, that was that was after everything. And uh, what's the other joint about like? I, uh, about, how you like me now? How you like, how you like me, me now? now? But there's another one. I, I go to too. work. I go to work. That's I what I was thinking about. Work. Exactly. Um, and then LL, uh, Mama say knock you out. So the only reason I brought that up one it was like one of the earlier beefs. But then the biggest hit out of that was Mama said knock you out. Which after that, it's a classic. There, I don't there even, was there was no. I don't think it was anything else left to be said. Right. Hey, Molly Morrow, man. There you go. But see, that's a long beef though, because Mama said "knock you out" was what like nineties, yeah, ninety-one, yeah. So, and the first, the first beef records by them was like eighty-seven, right? Yeah, eighty-eight, right? So, you know. so I guess they were actually because back then you couldn't. Did you really have mixtapes or drop exclusives like on radios where, like, oh, here's the brand new track, you know, nah, the LL response disc? Unless you were going to like Stretch and Bob Beatles, right? <laughs> that wasn't that didn't even come yet. out until yeah. like yeah. right, yeah, that was. Yeah. Itself, so and yeah. they was too big to be on yeah. Stretch and Bob. So you had to wait for 
albums to be right. done to hear the response. Right. Wow. Nowadays on. we got summer blockbusters. <coughs> yeah, and nowadays, yeah, the exclusive comes, <coughs> but just like that. That's funny because somebody on Twitter made a comment like, "If Pusha doesn't respond in forty-eight hours, he's right. done." Oh, so right. I, I, I responded. I was like, "When did this imaginary forty-eight hours? Right. When did that kid? Yeah. When did that ever yeah. do your history?" I was like, "I don't need to do my history." For, I was my dead. thing is for anybody who's ever rushed a song, that's exactly how it sounds. They're rushed. probably not a, an artist. They probably don't make right. music because that's, that's just not how that thing works. I think. Well, you know, everybody on the internet has an opinion. Exactly. Of course, yeah. 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 So then you got certain people like. DJ academics and them that come oh, on there, come God. on there, and they influence people. Forty-eight hours, exactly. and then uh, you know all the goofy people start repeating it. So it doesn't I, I matter if when from. it comes out, it rocks. It's fire, right? Because right. within ten minutes of us starting recording this podcast, Pusha did drop a response, right? And from our one listen through that we've got, Golly, yeah, got that thing Good off. Grief. And he even used the the OJ beat, the story OJ beat. So you could tell. I don't even know if it, I wouldn't even use the word rushed. It was right. it was thought out. He probably knew what his response was going to be, because he knew Drake was going to have a response. I mean, right. Uh, do you want to dive in that one now? Let's uh, go ahead. Y'all ain't here. I mean, I mean to get you there. We no, no, no. We did. No, 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 no. No, 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 I think so. I mean, because they've been going at it for a minute, and this Pusha hadn't responded time. since Drake wrote a joint on um, what was that? What was the last album? More life, more life, whatever it was. More life. And um, there was views before. View, yeah. And Pusha didn't even respond. And so, I mean, obviously, this is the first album Pusha's right. had since that has come out. Right. And so he. That's why I think a lot of people didn't even realize that he was saying infrared was a response, not like a re-sparking of the beef because right. a lot of people myself included forgot that this had even been going on because we had had a couple years before there was actually even a back and forth between the two do you remember how that beef even started so what was the last what was the record that he was i mean i know they've been beefing for a long yeah. time right but right what, what was the record that he was responding to um let me go let me look, um, look at my notes yeah because i actually thought i had it i thought that was it don't f with me no i was pushing this don't I know they said something about two birds, one stone. That's what yeah, it is. that's what two it is. Two birds, that's one stone was. What was, album was that on? View. view. I think that's view. No, more life with the one with his dad on the front cover. Yeah, it's one. So of that's those the one. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the most recent album. Yeah, yeah. So that was Drake's last album, and he oh, okay. he took the last shot at Pusha, and says this is Pusha's. Like, well, I, I don't I don't really listen to Drake like that, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think I even heard that record. I mean, what? I did hear that album, so I probably heard it. Just it's on there. It's like a Drake album, man. You listen, and it's just like it's almost like elevated music. Aside from the singles, right. it's never like so, a song that I'm like, oh. I will that's, say that's what I tell people. <laughs> I I know the singles, but if you're talking to me like, does Drake have a classic album? No. Right. We were talking about that. We literally had that conversation like six hours ago. It's real, like, because it's a it's it's like something to think about because. This guy has all these Billboard records right. for all these top ten hits right. and all this stuff, and you so think what, about it, and it's like, does he really though have what people would consider to be a classic no, album? What category do you put him in? Too long, a. Is he a rapper? Is he an entertainer? Is he R and B? That's the thing. Is he every? Is he a rapper anymore? Because everything he puts out, all those Billboard hits are singing songs. But right. in headlines, they, was they considered that a rap song? Is that what he won the out? He won the award for the Grammy for was headlines, and that was. 
Let's suppose that. That's the, the I'm used to call me. I'm a. Oh, no, no, what's one? Headlines is uh, Highline Blink. I'm sorry, Highline Blink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Highline Blink. No, that's not no rap song. But then they sing. consider it. It's probably they probably consider it hip hop though. Hip hop, mm-hmm. yeah. Because the hip hop and R and B is basically the same right. thing at this right. point. At this point, yeah. I mean, and even what he said to Meek, he's like, "You got bodied by a singing dude." So, it's like, so, and I will say, there's there's two sides of Drake. Yeah. You when when wheelchair Jimmy first came out, <laughs> he, <laughs> and he was dropping like. Uh, best I ever had. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was giving you like some serious rap flow. Nah, and, that best I ever had wasn't serious. Rap well, I mean, no, he, was like, he, he, he wasn't as singing as much. <laughs> he wasn't, he was, he wasn't singing as much. Like, he wasn't giving you that that harmonizing. He was rapping, he yeah, was he, rapping, he, he, but he was, it was soft rap. Right. Like he was never like. I mean, well, because no one would believe him if he came. Because exactly. we know yeah. where he came from. Exactly. Like not every rapper and hip hop artist can claim to be from the streets because. Right. Not all of them were there. Yeah, but see, he tried. He he definitely glommed on to Cash Money and uh, the sound of Houston right. and New Orleans in order to get legitimacy. Right. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't have, if he didn't have those songs with Lil Wayne. But he wasn't we, getting no clout from being exactly. from Canada. He no. had to come. But do people? Do people? Do they value Drake's rapping songs at this point? Because I know, like the last, I guess it was the last little. EP you put out I had two songs on it one of them was the one that's on the radio they play all the time uh, God, now. Um, what's that the God um, God's Plan God's Plan yeah. God's Plan and the other song was a rap song right I liked the rap song but God's Plan then I looked at the charts when they first came out on like the Spotify charts they were both in the, like the top 10 and then like two days later it was just God's Plan God's yeah, Plan right. and the rap joint was nowhere to be found right. so I was like do people even like his rap songs or right. is he an R&B singer he's probably person? so no pun intended he's probably so far gone from being <laughs> Yo, <laughs> being uh, yeah. at this, cause every night and he doesn't have he's not consistent with what he's gonna do because after he dropped um, the uh, Duppy right. he put yeah. out like a, a preview single for the album trash. Yeah. which is trash trash complete trash um, but uh, so the beef actually started with Pusha going after Birdman years and years ago by not paying his artists. Drake wasn't and, even on cash right. money back no. then. So no. it was like one of those guilty by association things. Like he felt a certain way that Pusha kept taking jabs at him, then at, at Wayne. And then so he decides he's going to get involved. And hence we have. Exactly. He might end up losing his career. I ain't going to lie. Like, like I said, Pusha is not. Pushing, push is not gonna back down. No, Pusha's not big male, and he's fucking he's he's a he's a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. So lyrically, oh, like lyrically, y'all think so? Pusha T. Here's the question. He is, I think he's a beast. Lyrically. Who was who's better? No malice or Pusha? And what? As far who was the better lyricist on the clips? See, I mean, I think I think malice was or no malice was more. No malice is like Scarface. You know what I'm saying? Like his 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 music has a depth to it that most artists don't touch or even like pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Pusha, I think, gives you a more. Um, I think he's a better wordsmith, and he's giving you more candy. You know what I mean? Whereas like Miles is giving you vegetables and you know what i'm saying <laughs> he's, he's giving you yeah. i like i like that know? that that way to explain it because that's that's real hey. i because I, I agree with that oh what were you, my bad. I cut you off. what were you saying no no i can't even about remember. drake um be, okay so drake at this point 
like when he dropped the W freestyle, my whole thing was Drake doesn't even need to go hard anymore because <laughs> he's a pop star. Like it doesn't matter whether his albums are, you know, the sickest hip hop album to come out in the last 10 years or whatever, because he's just people are going to buy it. Like, but I feel like people he was are always play a pop star. Like he never had. And, a no, hard but that's, record. That, and that's the thing is like. That's that's what he is. That's exactly what he is. So yeah. there are going to be people that won't be able to differentiate themselves from just being Team Drake and will just claim that whatever he does, because he will give you a couple sound bites, you know, per per song, mm-hmm. and they'll latch on to it. That's a good way to put it. But 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 Drake Drake is a pop star, but he's a smart yeah. pop oh, star. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. He strategically his team they strategically do certain things. That's why he right. does an album with. Uh, future, future, mm-hmm. or he goes out on tour with who's he going out on tour with right now? What's their names? Migos. Migos. Right, that's right. Or right. he, or he always hops on the hottest little underground street song, right. and then that song gets on the radio, and yeah. then he gets the clout for it, right. and right. the other person disappears after the song. It's kind of like right. the J, the J blueprint. Exactly. No pun intended. Right. Jack somebody's stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because people are really mad. Like some people are really mad about that. People that are anti Drake. Right. Really, he, don't ride, like he rides that. people's waves, you know. Yeah, and waves. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like my whole thing is that he is just so successful commercially that it will be even if he was to be declared the loser against Pusha T, that it wouldn't affect his career enough for like it to really even matter to him like this is this at this point like this is just fun like he just gets to have fun with this because i mean he'll know when to stop i mean not when the dude just said that you have a kid that you've been hiding from the world that your producer is uh, like looking like he's about to die because he's got ms yeah i think it would only matter the only way that it would actually hinder his career is if if it was somebody that was actually current right now that he was going against right. like if it if it was Kendrick or one of those cast that like if he had a oh, loss to right. to Meek maybe it would have mm-hmm. hurt him cuz Meek is currently well at the time was currently on the radio right. and hot and stuff right. like that or even if it was one of the younger dudes that was trying to come up right. like a SoundCloud type dude right. that he he jumped out with with and they killed him but somebody like Pusha who's like forty three years old, right, right, right. Those yeah. those youngins don't care about. He him. was new you know when I was in high school, so yeah. right. He came out in like ninety eight. Do you do you think the Drake Meek battle hurt Meek? No, I really honestly I don't think um I don't think in today's world that beef really hurts people. Right, I think that's, it's that's free, it's free promo. No, that I mean that I think that's it's perfectly timed with everything that's going on right now. It's free promo, um, and, and you know when when Drake made the joke about. Uh, sending an invoice to Kanye for an extra 20. Like, but honestly, if people, you know, had not caught on, right. you know, they're, you know, Pusha got more listens because give me, of that. Give me those like, free streams. Give me those yeah. extra streams. That's it's calculated. It is. And I it really hasn't been a beef that hurt the rapper ever since, like, LL Cannabis. Uh, well, uh, I was gonna, no, well. I, no, John Rue. I was yeah. say John oh, 50. John, 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 right. John, that was the one. So that's a good segue. Let's right, go yeah, John go. 50 right. because yeah. LL Cannabis is on the list, too. That was yeah. a good one. John 50, wow. That that went on for, for some years, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that, let's see, oh, that's right. my note says, uh, it always seemed like there was bad blood between them two. 
and for some <laughs> reason, I don't know why, but Josh said he was robbed by some of 50's goons. Right. And that's kind of what... Some New York shit, man. Hinted it off, and then 50 responded with a song called Life's on the Line, mm-hmm. which I never heard. Uh, followed by a fight in the club between, I guess, their camps in Atlanta. And then, apparently, 50 got stabbed by John Blackchild. Remember right. Blackchild? Yeah. That was that that was that was way after. That, that was, was after the, the Yeah, that was way after. A lot of that a lot of their beef stemmed off of fifty Just clowning them? Well no, fifty and them were jealous that Ja was hanging with the street dudes. That's and he okay. was he was the sing he was a rapper portraying right. to be street even though he wasn't really street. Right. And Kind of like literally like cool bit Mo-D and them thing. Like he was, you know, fifty of them. Like well, you, you not even gangster, but you out here popping like you gangster because right. you hiding behind right. uh, Supreme and, mm-hmm. and them Queens oh, type okay, dudes. Mm-hmm. So that's how it got started. And then fifty had fifty had some beef with the with the Supreme and them in the Queen streets anyway. Mm-hmm. So he started rapping. He started going at Ja. To, Did he take a to, shot at him and how to rob? Was that his he, first? He took a shot at everybody, everybody how to like, rob. That's. That's why 50's still beefing with everybody now, because that's how he got in the, in the door. Yeah, right, that no, was, that's real. When all else fails, his default is is to beef with somebody. Right. That you know, that's that's and his then thing. Wankster. Yeah, so he, he just he just kept time. going at job. Mm-hmm. That was right. one of my favorite beats of all Wankster time. Wankster was pretty was 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 I think that was like the first big commercial. What was song the song though that, that put that put Ja to bed? I don't remember there. It was Being basically like the whole album. I think just, I think did because he just kept taking stabs at him. He did. Uh, it was back down. Oh, and the the yeah. issue. Remember, Ja Ja started comparing himself to Pac too, which pissed mm-hmm. Buster, Dr. Dre. He dressed and, exactly like yeah. Pac. He like he got yeah. he got uh, I mean, his, his style the headband very, and all that stuff. Like, so he his, looked the exact same. Sidebar and and when you beefing, is it are kids off limits? I mean, it's, it's up to you. That's yeah. what is what you want to is what exactly. you want to live up to. If you if you say if, if you say something about my kid and you think that oh he ain't gonna do nothing, right? That's on you. You don't know what I might do, right? right. Um, Jay says skeeting in the jeep, left condoms in the, the baby, baby seat. seat. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> we'll get to that one too. But um, so Ja on the when he's on going on his Tupac rant, he started doing those freestyles with under, with Tupac beats, and then he took the shot of M. He said M, you know, he said. You say uh, Kimmy's a, Kim's a known slut, and your mom. Oh, he said no. He said your mom's a crackhead, and Kim's a known slut. So what's Haley gonna be when she grows up? <laughs> and so that that's when they respond. Remember they did uh, the Hail Mary, Eminem, Fifty, Busta Rhymes. I think but, that's kind of what put them to bed. But I, that's what that's what I was getting ready to say. What ha- they they like quadruple team. Nobody had Jaws back, and and once. Fifty and them was on because uh, everyone had not, a point. Not Death Row. What, what's the name of that? Aftermath. Aftermath. Yeah. Aftermath and all that. They had the whole Eminem and them's crew, and then uh, Buster came over there. So everybody right. was just going at at Ja, and nobody stood beside him until he was getting locked up too. Murder Inc was like falling apart <laughs> until Fat Joe and them made what was him the song Fat the Joe. Fat Joe and Jada Kiss. Oh yeah, oh, that's the New York Murder song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. New York, and yeah. then. 50 got mad at them and wanted to beef with them, and then mm-hmm. that started more. Was, that beef. was his own beef. Right. It was 50 and uh, Fat Joe. Fat Joe, right. yeah. I remember on uh, this one, this part of the battle always makes me laugh. So, Ja Rule's Loose Change, when he was talking about 50 and them, he spells <laughs> murder wrong in the damn song. He goes M U R E D R Inc. 
And no one ever caught it. And I'm like, did this dude just spell murder wrong in his damn song? That's just how he pronounces it. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh and then John tried to do the clap back. Yeah. Remember that? That, was, a, clap. Yeah, that was all right. The yeah. beat was all right on that joint. At that point, I think it, it was over. That, that was point. done by a local producer, clap back. Who did clap back? Chink Santana. Over up. Really? Wow. Junkyard over drummer. Drain wow. off. Yeah. I didn't re- oh wow, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. All right. And Clapback, even though Clapback, people don't remember Clapback, Clapback did spawn the term Clapback when it comes to, to, did, to, did, to did. rapping and beefing yeah. or even going at somebody on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So yeah. He got a little, you know, he got something off of that. Yeah, good point. I'm glad you brought that up because now a lot of beefs don't don't go on wax a lot of times. Now, now it's just Twitter fingers and a lot of just a lot of words oh. back and forth. Mm-hmm. FaceTime beef. Face yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know how that's a beef. Exactly. How, yeah. how you beefing with somebody and then right. we FaceTime and on the internet for everybody? Exactly. Right. Using your how own. You got data. my number. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. You beef, we beefing. How you calling me? Right. <laughs> Come on. Man. I mean that's funny though because uh like recently J. Cole sat oh, down J. Cole and Ka- with uh, Kanye with Lil Pump. Oh no, that one. And Lil Pump had originally called him and Cole wasn't sure whether to pick up or not because he wanted because he, he wasn't sure whether the kid was just gonna like screenshot it and right. like post it or whatever. Right. And you know it's 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 a different world that we live in exactly nowadays. So that was really a diss track, but it, it's not gonna spawn any beef because mm-hmm. these young rappers aren't lyricists anymore. They no. just no no no. That's why no smokers and drinkers. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why Drake wouldn't be scared of any of these right. SoundCloud rappers. So we think up about nineteen eighty five or any of those other guys. Did you listen to Cole's 1985? Mm-hmm. What I think about it? Yeah. Uh, let me think. See, he's, he's talking about those little dudes that I don't really care about. Right. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I know everything that he's talking about, but mm-hmm. like the interview that he just mentioned with mm-hmm. uh, Little Pump, I cut it on. I was cleaning up in the house That's a little bit. That's the most annoying interview ever. I watched it, and I was like, damn, this is... I was like... I can't even hate on that dude. He's actually a little boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he had on some pajamas. Yeah. And he had and braces. Shirt. Yeah. And, he, and he'd be quick to tell you those pajamas were $25,000. Yeah. But he, he looked like the little kid that was excited that his parents would run around so he can curse and stuff. And I was like, I was like, this is a really a little boy. Like, yeah. He right. needs somebody to help him out in the, in the, in the game. Cole asked him, how long you been rapping? He was like, uh, two years. Two years. Like, He's what? like what? <laughs> I don't can do you consider that rapping? I say consider how long have you been making little songs? Right. I, I, I don't know oh about rapping. God. It's I don't know. It's just crazy like how these kids are just <laughs> popping up out of nowhere Man. with way more money than I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, damn dog, what did, what did I do wrong? That's what Push is talking about in the Breakfast Club interview, how he he idolizes the hustle nowadays because mm-hmm. You come out of nowhere without it and not even have a deal. Yeah. And put some decent, you know, fire out there and it's gonna catch on social media. Next exactly. thing you know, these guys out here touring, you know, mm. promoting their own tours, not even without record labels or right. promoters and making their own money. Yeah. And that's what he was saying that Wayne, who's what, a hundred plus million in you know, yeah. Or five hundred plus million, whatever, and should have it in the bank, he still gotta do club promos, you know, making like 25 grand a night because he can't get paid because his money's all tied up with Birdman. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really understand that Bird. I mean, I know music contracts are goofy or whatever, yeah. but if but that's all Birdman has left, really that's why you know advantage. that's but if he if he's got a link, well, first of all, 
Wayne made a goofy decision in the first place because I remember mm-hmm. when his contract was up with Birdman. I heard him right on the radio on Hot 97. He said, I'm about to sign with Jay-Z. Rockefeller, yep. yep. Then in like two days later, I'll re-up with Birdman, cash money for life, blue, blue. Yeah. So that's so. not only was your first contract stupid and you mm-hmm. knew it was stupid, you decided to go back. back. Now, either either they was like, well, we'll give you $50 million, and he ain't look at the contract and that $50 million was all types yeah. of ways manipulated yeah. or something like that, but. I'm just trying to figure out to do too, right? (laughs) Game of rock and whatever, cash money change. I'm just confused because like Birdman doesn't come off as the smartest dude, right? So who is his lawyer that's drawing these contracts up, or is he just making stuff up? His brother, his brother. But see, that's my thing. What's in these contracts that these people, the Birdman, can just not pay you? I think it's less the contracts. I think it's because they come from the same area. He probably know. He probably got things hanging over his head. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Family it's, members. It's more than that, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's probably deeper than just than but, just but, contracts. But, but it's not just Wayne, though. It's right. multiple it's, people it's, that And it's been for paying. decades. Yeah. Right. Like, there's a reason and, why Cash Money doesn't have any artists anymore. Is Drake locked up in that, too? Because he's probably young money. money. That's what they say. They were talking the reason why he dropped... Uh, if you're reading uh, this. If, yeah, if you're reading This Is Too Late, was to fulfill the last... He, he, like, was... He was like owed. He owed Cash Money like another full length. Mm-hmm. So then that would open him up from his contract. But who knows how that actually gets sorted out? Mm-hmm. I don't That's know. Crazy. But yeah, you know, there have been pictures within the last two three weeks of uh, <laughs> Wayne and Birdman hanging out. So actually, Birdman and uh, Manny Fresh got a single out now. Man, that actually like, yeah. That's just that's just actually kind of. We were talking about that earlier. Game. How yeah. Cash Money lost? They they lost their top producer. Yep. They lost their artist. Yep. I mean, and just and they're not really putting out mm-hmm. any. Juvenile any was yeah, arguably they, they the hottest the, person uh, that, on that, that entire house. album or on that entire label at the time. Yeah. So for him to get up and go, Manny to get up and go. Like, what's the group? Of Manny Fresh and, and big, big timers, big timers. Yeah, they brought they bring like big, big timers. I like Pimped Manny. Out. I ain't I love whatever. Manny Fresh. Man. Whatever, man. Birdman, whatever. Um, <laughs> so real quick, we were we were having a discussion. This is gonna be another show. Yeah. Um, would you put Wayne in your top five lyricists or rappers? <laughs> top five rappers. You won't even say lyricists. Top five rappers. For me, that's an automatic no, but. I, I just want to hear, like, what do you, what are we basing this top five? On? Right, that's, right, that's what right, we have to right, figure right, right. out. Album sales, are we gonna base it off of that? Are we gonna base it off of lyrics? Are we gonna base it off of? Are you basing impact? it off of like overall impact throughout the years yeah, and, and something we, like that? We have to, we have to narrow down, figure this out. But we were having a discussion yeah. earlier about this, and now, and one of my, uh, one of my coworkers was. He was like dumbfounded. I wouldn't put Wayne in my top five. I was like, dude, I can name even if we left Biggie and Pac off of the list. I'm, I'm still put almost everybody in, in this picture. picture. <laughs> over him. Like, even, I'm like, I'll leave Biggie and Pac off because originally I said Rock him. He said well, Rock him is old. I was like, well, okay, we'll leave. We we'll, we'll leave this. the founding fathers <laughs> off. I'm still. You still got Eminem that's on the list. I even put. I said Kendrick was better than uh, was Wayne. Yes. Better than Wayne. And he looked at me like I shot his mother. <laughs> He looked at me like what? Because like, I know where he's coming from. But like there's there's like, there's impact, a difference. Because Wayne's had a he had a major impact. Wayne could be top like two. Like if you go from like two thousand till now, if you if we start at two thousand mm-hmm. till now, I could see somebody saying Lil Wayne because yeah. there was a t- before Drake before it was Drake's oh, yeah. run. It was Lil Wayne. There, he went a couple years while we were waiting for the Carter Three. He did not have any songs of his own. And all he was doing 
was doing features and turning all of those features into the biggest bangers that you could listen to. And like how many how how many artists could say that they were able to actually build their career up to the to its peak when they weren't even releasing their own stuff out? Like that and, that was what was crazy is people were so hyped for the Carter 3 to drop because they had been waiting for so long because all the work that he had been doing on everybody else's stuff had been ridiculous. And that's when I and I told a boy at work. I said, I agree. Wayne yeah. Wayne definitely has made moves. He's sold yeah. albums. Mm-hmm. My personal preference, I would not put it in my top five. There's just too many other because I'm gonna probably go off if I'm gonna do top five, I'm going off of lyrics or lyric lyricism, because that's what hip hop to me, that's right. what it's about. Right. Impact impacting, you know, top lyrics. Five lyricism though. Yeah. <laughs> nah. All right. So that's a whole nother show. We yeah, I'm also a no for I, that. I, one. I would love to, I'd love to be a part of that show, please. Yeah, okay, we got you. Um Let's do a LL Cannabis. Remember that one? Do you remember how that one started? Yeah, that's the uh, off the verse. Give me that mic back. That's because <laughs> you want that on that mic on my arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, that's because LL be rewriting his verses. That so was that was five, like four, three, two, one. So yeah. yeah. So for those who don't know, Cannabis in the uh, original verse on four, three, two, one uh, says, um, "Yo, L, that mic on your arm. Let me borrow that." Right. So he meant it. The story is he meant it as a sign of respect. He wanted, you know, he looked up to LL and he wanted to get the mic on his arm like LL because he looked up right. to him. LL didn't see it King that way. Petty. Right. King Petty. L- LL writes it. Yeah. <laughs> LL writes his verse, and I have the verse somewhere in here, but LL writes his verse pretty much going at cannabis, talking about you don't want to borrow, you want to idolize something, you don't want to socialize. This, you know, this tat of my arm is a symbol of. Uh, Oh, I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here it is right here. Let's see. So LL's verse. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to do And I was telling Phil earlier, I I had, because of like the, like the four-year age difference that we got, I my entire perception of LL Cool J is like very yeah, yeah. like Disney Channel. Like it's wow. not, it's not the rapper because he was done by the time I was... Uh, like actually, you may have, yeah, you may have got like doing it and lounging, but at that point, that was he had already done. He was making singles for the ladies, and like yeah. it, it was not. Uh, LL but, used to be the man. Yeah. Like I was yeah, saying, was. I, all I was used to, say, all I knew about from LL was that he never wore a shirt, licked his lips a lot, like it was Kango, not, it was, Kango you know, the Kango hat and all that. You, you grew up in the eighties, so, you wanted right. to dress like exactly. LL, exactly. You you probably knew Fubu LL. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so LL's <laughs> verse was the symbol on my arm is off limits to challenges. You want to hold rusty swords? I swing the Excalibur. So he was going at cannabis pretty much for talking about the tat, and so they got together. Apparently, <laughs> he told Cannabis, "Look, change your verse. I'll change mine. We'll redirect." Mm-hmm. So Cannabis changes his verse. Exactly. LL doesn't change his verse, and. At that point, well, LL told, had an the story is LL had a different verse, but he decided and then he went it. he went back and changed it after he heard Cannabis' verse to the one that you hear now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he never and then he never went back to the other verse. Exactly. And he right. told Cannabis, "No one will ever know I'm talking to you know what, right. what I'm talking about because your verse is gone." But apparently, somebody after that, somebody leaked the original song. Mm-hmm. People put two and two together, and then you have yeah. Second round knockout by Cannabis, mm-hmm. and then Ripper Strikes Back by right. LL. Yeah, Ripper one, Strikes Back was pretty hard too. That was that well, came. I was on gonna that, say only uh, one of them came out swinging. One, the only Def one of them survived. Sampler. I don't know if you remember I, that. I can put L over top of Lil Wayne. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Sorry, Chris. Right. 
You know what? We're gonna bring Louie on, on here. Yeah. We'll have oh, we'll yeah. have Louis we'll, we'll have all easily. of us saying we'll have that. That'll so, be like, and this is only gonna be a, a short <laughs> detour right here. But one of the things that I brought up when we were having that discussion earlier was we we need to try to set this up the way that we would set it up. Like if we were talking about the team. greatest in the NBA, like mm-hmm. it's got to be by eras because mm-hmm. yeah. like for me. I am like you guys can talk about the old heads all you want, mm-hmm. but it's it, for me it's falling on deaf ears because I never really listened to them like that. Yeah, like, but the, that's the, you got to go back. Yeah, but, and, but even with that, like I know that like it's there's always also going to be that progression. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's you know so much nowadays, and obviously all the guys nowadays are built off of the dudes so from, from back in the day. Outside so, of Biggie and Pot. And Jay and Nas, who who was around your era? Who would be your like? Who was what was the first rapper you thought you liked? Or yeah, around that. That's tough. I mean, when I really think about when I was getting into hip hop, a lot of it was Ludacris, uh, Outkast, uh, Wayne. Like the uh, I even told the man that worked today, I said I'm putting. Andre 3000 in my top five before I put Wayne you did in my say top that five. I did I would, say that I have I've, Andre 3000 has been in my top five my top five changes all the time right. but when you when you say that you gotta be talking about like lyrics because yeah, Andre yeah. ain't got no album right right, right. right. but that's, I mean, that's how, how album, dope I hear that's, mm-hmm. that's a you know and I've always just said from the go that mixtape Wayne's my favorite rapper of all time so it's and, that, and that, so that was my another argument I had I was like Wayne's mixtapes yes his albums are good. I'm, I'm not. I'm not discrediting anything by Wayne. I was just saying, as far for me, I'm not. There's too many other artists that I can put in my top five before I put Wayne. I said Wayne will might make, depending on how we gonna classify this, might be in my top ten, depending on how we classify this. Right. I even put, and I got clowned for this one too. I said I put fabulous mixtape fabulous because fabulous albums are never as good as mixtape i put all the fabulous mixtape against wayne's mixtapes and they're going to be kind of comparable kind of the same thing because i thought fab is a lyricist mm-hmm. i wish but. fab didn't go, go through all this stuff too because he got to get canceled too yeah yeah, yeah we talked yeah. about that too but yeah. uh fab, is canceling nice, fab for allegations that weren't proven Hey man, and and he and he out there Coachella with with the same with with Shorty. Right. So that's I mean, the thing though. But yo. see, you know when that when when the, when that kind of thing is going on, it's not uncommon for the, the couple to stay together. Yeah. Right. Right. I ain't right. really right. with the accusations with no that. proof stuff, man. I can't rock. Oh, the only thing I'm going off of is they the video, video of him. Yeah, talking to the out. father. But that was the only thing. That was just right. an argument. Yeah, really. Yeah, but that's the only thing I can go off. But that's I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not writing off Fab. It's just I know it's a, it's not a good just look. to be caught up in that. It's not a right. good look. Right. It's I, whack, I ain't gonna get into it, but all yeah. I saw was a man arguing with his girl. I mean, I think right. everybody probably did that before. I mean, you go off the facts. I got you. I got you. Um, well, oh, that's what about um, the Rockefeller locks beef? beef. Oof, that one. That was to me. That's one of the best. That as was far around as, like being on wax and. Was that around the same time? Was that bef- Jay and Nas would be around the same time too, though, right? There was a little bit after, but yeah, it was it, it was during that it, it era. All it was kind of, during yeah, it all came it was around, ran together. Mm-hmm. And so with the the locks, who took it? So how did that how did that one come about? It was I don't even know the background story. I just remember was the Beanie, songs was crazy. Beanie and Jada were going at each other, right? Was that how it started? It kind of started because they had uh, 
Jay and them Rockefeller, they had their little roster start coming up to Hot 97. Mm-hmm. That's right. Doing the freestyles. That's right. You know, during the ether in them times. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of trying to get at everybody. So they some type of way they pulled the locks in and then mm-hmm. Beans and, and Jay to start bumping heads. Right. That was... Again, but Jada. them records though, Jada. like, like Jada. kiss the game goodbye. I feel like but Jada even all that stuff was like, if you didn't, if you didn't have the mixtapes back exactly. then, you, you didn't hear them. Yeah. Remember mixtape era where crazy, you can get on well, that pivot still there, but yeah. it was all kind of exclusives on mixtapes back when. Yeah, Clue and them was hot. So that get that's that's why we're there. Let's go ahead and jump into Jay and Nas. That was probably one of the the biggest. Mm-hmm. The biggest hip hop beefs in my era, outside of Biggie and Pac, that was that was a whole new. That was more than beef. That that mm-hmm. was off of wax. Right. That and right. obviously yeah. we know how that ended. But let's stick with Jay and Nas for now. I like my uh, uh, my participants staying alive. Who knows <laughs> right. the origin? What's the origin of the beef? So there's two origins. Which one? Apparently with Jay and Jay Nas. Nas. One was Miff. Miff Bleak said he took. He, he, he he's taking right. ownership that. Uh, the beef started with him off his first album where he took a shot at Nas. Right. And then Nas took a shot back and then Jay got into it. Mm-hmm. Carmen says the beef, who's, Carmen is Nas's first baby mother. She says the beef started with her because she was messing with Jay same time she was messing with Nas. <laughs> and she supposedly she says she got pregnant by Jay. Right? Um, Golly. Yeah, it was, it was messy. <laughs> and so a lot of people who don't know is that your chick? Jay's verse is talking. Jay is talking about Carmen to Nas, mm-hmm. like how he dogged Carmen. Like right. this, is the chick you choose to to be with. Like mm-hmm. I done did all this and all that to her. This is your chick, right. and yet Nas refused. Nas didn't even respond. Like I think Nas Nas didn't really choose to get involved until he did. Um, still mad. I mean, still, not still mad, but. Uh... What was, yeah, was, was that called Still Mad? No, Nostradamus. Nostradamus was the first time Not, yeah. it was he responded to, to Bleak. Got it, okay. And then... I put the slug in your hat. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Jay, you know, they still take subliminal shots. Nobody's calling nobody's name. It's just still like, <coughs> oh, I know who you're talking about because that's a, that's a reference. Jay says the beef didn't actually start until he, he was out in L.A. Same time Nas was in L.A. And Nas was talking reckless over the radio. And he actually said Jay's name. Nobody else remembers this, but this is what Jay says sparked him to go ahead and do Takeover. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we know what happened from there. The Summer Jam? Was well, that? before that was the song that he just referenced, which was Stillmatic. called Stillmatic. Yeah. Oh, Stillmatic, okay. Full beat. Right, exactly. He, Nas had did the Stillmatic freestyle over the page. That's full. right. It was the, it was the so Stillmatic. H to the uh, M-O. H to the, the, that's right. That's H right. to the Izzo. O to the home over. Yeah. <laughs> So everything that he said, everything that not, I mean, not, not, everything that Jay said in, uh, what's the name, what's the name of Jay's song? Takeover. 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 Everything he said in Takeover was referenced to what Nas right, that's said right. in that's Stillmatic. Right. But so. But a lot of people didn't hear Stillmatic because it was a mixtape. Exactly. Right. And when Takeover was written, Takeover was really only about, um, Prodigy from Mob exactly. Deep. Exactly. They didn't he, even have a verse about Nas. And then the only, the only reference to Nas was, ask Nas, he don't want to be hope. And right. that was. And that, right, was, and that was the end of the verse. That, that was the end, end of the verse, verse, actually. And then Nas respond. Nas, still, that was still Matic came. Then, Nas, then yeah. that's when Nas is still Matic. a gun and um, all that. And so then Jay, because uh, that's right, uh, Blueprint so, wasn't even out yet. And so everybody thought it was just the Summer Jam shot. And mm-hmm. then when Blueprint came out, Takeover was actually a full song. Right, right. My God. The li- <laughs> then he does um, Got Yourself a Gun. 
Ether. Ether came right after after that. Nah, man. Sorry, when not got yourself a gun, but Jay rhymes over super ugly, yeah. which has got yourself a gun. Mm-hmm. That was Jay's that joint. So Jay says. So okay, let's go back real quick. Well, Ether actually came out like months and months. Before, yeah. Nah, Ether came out like three months after Takeover. Cause the, the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ether yeah. came out. He released Ether on Jay Z's birthday in the, in the which fall, is in, which is in December, oh, right? December 4th, And he right. released supposedly K Slade. That's what that's why in, right. in June, right? So that's why apparently uh, so Blueprint dropped on September 11th, right? Right. The same day, uh, two thousand one, and then Ether came out in December. That, that's three months. To just sit back and just mm-hmm. that's right. what I was saying. Well, that, like that. When did this forty eight hours? Yeah, what is it? Like, I was like, like yeah. imagine three if Twitter was like right. really a thing back then. You know, right. like if that was in existence and all that. Because the one of the little documentaries I was watching was they said you know Hove had after takeover Hove had New York right they were all Hove 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 and then uh, K Slay got hold of Ether first and dropped it mm-hmm. and then from the, it was an underground drop and next thing you know it started bubbling and bubbling and. The tide mm. to turn back the knives on the on the, the opening line. Fuck I mean, Jay-Z. I don't even. I'm one crazy. of those like, I guess, ether truthers. Like I don't like that song is not that crazy to me. Like I don't, I don't even. It's just not as good as either Takeover or. Uh, I, I think that I don't know what. There's so many elements. To Still, Matic was dope, but I don't I like saying, either. Takeover was hard because <laughs> that was like the the first time you actually. Her Jay Jay put numbers in there, he put stats in there. The beat and too, then Kanye. But I think Nas with the with take with Ether, Nas made it just he took it to a whole nother level as far as he said you you know, scared to smile, they called you ugly, you know, compared to beans you whack. Uh Eminem had the best verse on you know, on just track. Mm-hmm. Eminem so, merged you on your own. I, th- yeah. I think the difference was with like um I think Takeover was more of a Takeover was like a record. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ether was a diss song, right? Yeah, right. It was a diss track. Yeah. Exactly. To it me, was, that more, was and it was it was definitely it was also like also very like like where I can think Nas was kind of playing the dozens, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of joning on him. <laughs> Whereas Jay was just like, I showed you your first tech on tour with Large Professor. Right. Now I hear you talking about your tech on the dresser, like really giving like real life. Interactions, you know what I'm saying? He's like, uh, he's like, you're a stan, a phony, a fake. He's like, you're, uh, yeah, um, I still whip your ass. You're 36 in a karate class. You tabo, tabo ho. It's jokes, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not the same to me. Well, like that's, it's also kind of like Jay Z was on MTV in the class. Yeah, right. And that's what I said. Everything he said was like, I saw Jay boxing. It's very much so. Like if you if you look at this Drake Pusha T mm-hmm. beef, like that Pusha T record is a lot like. Takeover, whereas I think what Drake's song is a lot like uh, people remember Ether the sound way, bites, man. You know? yeah. We're we're living in this, you know, ten second clip, whatever. And as we're talking now, um, apparently, um, Quentin Quentin Miller dropped dropped, dropped a disc dropped the disc track. Yeah, so uh, I don't care, man. <laughs> <laughs> really? Y'all, y'all, Can you drop an album? Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to yeah, yeah. hear it though. Well, yeah, right. definitely. But so that's the thing. So I'm not at Drake. Yeah. Going at Drake and Nikki apparently, but apparently so because Nikki because Nikki <laughs> Nikki came out and supported Drake saying right, that, that people just are people are just continuing to run the uh, the ghostwriting thing into the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, people out here acting like uh, Drake's not writing for himself and others out here. 
And so that's the thing. Everybody writes for somebody right. at some point in your life. You're gonna need help. Usually to Drake's de- to to a defense, we know Drake has written, and a lot of his stuff he's written has been R and B stuff. So right, right. <laughs> that shows you what kind of lane he's in. Yeah. But everybody's favorite rapper and had somebody. But what if what if Drake, like, okay, so Drake came out with his diss song like less than twenty four hours after Pusha's song came mm-hmm. out. What if Drake's writing team wrote that song? No, Which I mean and that, that, that's yeah. what a lot of people are are. are oh, that's oh, that's that's sure. the argument. If you if you're anti Drake, if you are just the ghostwriting thing is it, whatever. Even though he's giving production credits to a, to everybody that you know is doing this stuff for him, and I don't want to say everybody. That's you know too overarching. But like we know that Drake probably had that song in his hands like on Tuesday or right. something. Drake like, got a hold of um, from what from sources are saying. Tuesday, the album dropped Friday, and Drake put out Duppy Sunday. Or uh, Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So he definitely had time, and then he definitely had time to come up Friday, with a calcul- calculated song. Now this one with, with Pusha, you can tell whether, however how fast you can tell it is, it's kind of recent. Is this? Is so what if it, what if it was to come out that somebody wrote his diss song for him? Drake's diss song? Yes. Yeah. I mean that would end the beef, and I don't, it, it wouldn't hurt Drake. At this point, Drake has nothing to lose. Drake has nothing to lose at this can, point. Can you win a Can you win a so. dis- like a, a, a beef with somebody <laughs> else writing like, your songs? You know like, like, I can't do that. <laughs> that's like if you in a boxing match and then somebody bring out like Floyd and box for me. To box for you know? me, right? <laughs> like, but then that's the thing. So <laughs> like when Tommy Hearns came in for the other team, you know, Mario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> and, and so if somebody else is writing a diss. These are these people's feelings about this person. Right. Well, not even their feelings. It could be his feelings, but you ain't right. He you coached right. him. Say something about you this. Right. Say something right. Exactly. Yeah, Say it right. like this. Like, yeah. I mean, right, somebody had to tell Pusha about Drake's kid. So. But that's different than that's different than writing the lyric. <laughs> that's you just know fishing I mean? for info. I mean, yeah. yeah that's but no different so, than Google. You know. Well, we can't even Google that yet. I'd, Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> the first time I'm hearing about Drake having to... Uh, Kid is. I'm not surprised he has a kid. I, would, I mean that 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 didn't that wasn't eye opening for me. Still want to still want to see those receipts, but yeah, there were story I mean, there's many joints that Drake has probably gone through. Like, I'm surprised he doesn't have like ten kids. Right. Like, I mean, my whole thing is that like for anyone that just wants to believe that you know it's just the team writing everything or whatever. Then you know it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter whether he ends up it, he actually did write him or not because perception's reality and it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So people are either gonna believe that no Drake can't do any wrong, he writes he he's writing his own stuff most of the time, blah blah blah, or Drake is a fraud and you know it's the OVO camp that's doing everything. It's not it's not him. He's just the deliverer. Like I mean, I just think if you're just gonna be in a rap battle, you should be the one rapping. You know what I mean? Like that's otherwise it's not a battle. Maybe it may be he did write Duppy. I don't know. Right. Maybe he did yeah. write uh back to back for me. Maybe like what he, if, why is he naming it Duppy though? He's not even Jamaican. Hey. <laughs> like what if you found <laughs> out Dave Chappelle didn't write his jokes? I'm not gonna be heartbroken. Over Does who? it change your mind? No, that, that's a lot of comedians though. I mean, because comedians have what if team. Dave Chappelle didn't right. write his own jokes? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm I not mean, happy. That change, he, how you feel about change, him? Because that's the man. Like, it didn't hurt me when you you knew that Paul Mooney was right for Richard Pryor. That didn't right. change who Richard Pryor is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying like that's a lot of comedians though. They, most comedians got a writing team though. Kevin Hart's team. I mean, Plastic Cup Boys. They, they write for him. Right. You know, they say yeah. Kevin, they be stealing people's stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> he go to the comedy club and sit back in the back and steal jokes from the little lesser known. Yeah. You know. I mean, to flip that to flip that kind of material that quick, you got to have a team. There's no way in the world. With him doing all those movies, mm-hmm. you know, like five movies a year, there's no way in the world you can come up with an hour and a half worth of material within that when your mind is focused on so many other things. So you got to have a team. And like... Like Sachi said, you gotta probably taking it from local talent. Like, oh, that is funny. <laughs> Kevin will be saying that tomorrow night. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'll cut you a check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to hear you saying that joke again. Right. <laughs> That's like that Monique Netflix thing. Oh shit. Yeah, whatever. Let's not get in that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Talking um, about rat beef. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll leave. Everybody knows Biggie and Tupac. We'll, we'll leave that one off. I think that's that's all I had. Um, so y'all considering then? Are you considering? So what what beef are you considering? Like the the grail beef in hip hop? Is that Nas and Jay? Of my yeah, of, of my era, that yeah. that'd probably be the. Because after after Biggie and Tupac, that was the first one. That, that was personal. That, I was that, like, that became that was really, like. That I'm gonna I say, really do you consider that? Invested. Do you consider that a rap beef though? Because it wasn't really that many records Which between one? Biggie and Pac. Yeah. Yeah, not and it, and it wasn't even well, based off of it, Biggie had what two albums. Biggie anyway? didn't respond, right? Biggie, I mean, all he did was just Biggie wrote Tupac. "Who Shot he says You." He doesn't. Re- he said he didn't respond. The "Who Shot You" is what took Pac off. Yeah, he, he but said. But that wasn't about that. He never said but anything about Pac. Exact Pac the thought. Thing it was the, in that Jay Biggie song. Um, yeah, get it to Pac. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, that was the. Uh, but he didn't even say anything bad about it. He, he he's got what he had was beef. He's got somebody's got to die and all that. Yeah, he's trying to say those weren't responses, but they were. Now, what was Pac? Pac had hit him up. Pac really only had hit him up because after that he was dead. Yeah, I Before mean now that, he had a whole. Now I got a whole bunch of Tupac disses. Yeah, that mm-hmm. but they came out afterwards. Right, you right. know they won like all those Machiavelli on Machiavelli on the original Machiavelli. You win that like. I don't even know if he had. I guess he he kind of had lyrics. He had stuff about Nas and Puff in that one song. Um, I guess yeah. all I was that. Not I guess all I. Nigga named Nas. Yeah, yeah. But and I, to me, I think that beef became hyped because of everybody around it. The media, Suge hyped it up. I'm gonna put Puff hyped it up. It became a whole. One side of the world versus another side they of the world. Literally did that. And yeah. these two guys got trampled in a money making scheme. I mean, you hear and also you hear propelled the two of them to crazy levels. Crazy, yeah. We still talk about them. They still they about to put out another movie about Johnny Depp. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we still that's what's talk crazy. about him. Yeah, I mean, it was he was a great MC. Like mm-hmm. I can't even he, to me he's one, he's probably my favorite, if not my top three. Who was better? Um, you got Biggie over Pac? Yes. Yes. About you, Sachi. Skills wise, yes. But I don't skills wise, yes, but I don't think that that makes big I, I, again, like I think I think both of them got propelled to higher heights, partly I mean because of the beef, but partly, like you said, because you had either you had to ride with the East Coast mm-hmm. or you had to ride with the West Coast. So everybody from the East Coast was biggie, 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 biggie. Mm-hmm. But you still had Nas, you still had uh, 
Who else you had Face. back then? You still had uh, other people in New York that was popping. Raekwon and Ghostface okay. and yeah. the whole Wu-Tang and Redman and, and all these type Redman. of dudes. Like when, when they yeah. got on songs with, with Biggie, they weren't getting murdered on the tracks. Yeah. But they didn't have, they weren't beefing, so they yeah. didn't have, the whole coast had to be behind them. And, right. and same thing with Pac. Pac. Pac was the man or whatever, but... Pac wasn't getting on no tracks with nobody and murdering no, them. You no. know what I'm saying? He Pac was, was the Man, con- the man we're on. Pac Goodbye. gave you the conscious, right. the the conscious tip. You know, he was he was giving you real life scenarios. It was real, and he was giving you real. And Big was a lot of Big stuff was some drug related, obviously from the drug dealing. But I mean, he was giving you bars too. So they were two different types of style of rappers. And again, they just got caught up in a situation where the the situation became bigger than what they were. Right. But also, it, like I think Ready to Die wasn't. There wasn't a lot of drug references in that album. That was more like he was still ground level. You know what I'm saying? What was the better album, Ready to Die or Life After Death? Ready to Die, just because of the length for me. Same for you? You mean because it's shorter? Mm -hmm. (sighs) I mean, anyone that listens to our podcast knows that Superfly feels a certain way about how long an album is. Like he did, well, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't, you, you don't be giving him twenty tracks and the long you know. albums. You know, you're not there. I can feel you on that, but that's the pins. You, cut you can back. have a long, great album. Oh, I mean, I'm t- like, life after death would be vicious if you cut ten songs. I'm gonna tell you, what, okay. Blueprint mm-hmm. Two was too long, and exactly. that that, that took away the the six songs that probably were decent exactly. on that album. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For me, I mean, I love uh, Ready to Die. I think I like the body of work on Life After Death, mm-hmm. just because I, I just like the body. And it was I think I can listen to track one through whatever the last track is straight through without skipping. I think Life After Life After Death is the second one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit more advanced. Elevate. It is. Yeah, I yeah. I do. I mean, I agree with you. I just think it's too long, so I have to right. give it. Yeah, I, I have to get the first one. I got you. But he. But they had to do that because Tupac had done the double. CD. Yeah. Plus Biggie was gone, so it was just like we just got to put out as much material. Yeah. Well, no, nah, they. That was the plan. Oh, was to anyway, do the double yeah, CD because okay. you know when Pac came out of jail and then uh, All Eyes on Me. All Eyes on Me. That was. So mm-hmm. then they had to compete with Pac and do the double right. CD. But then you know, uh, Wu Tang had the double CD at the same time. Even if you go, if, if you can go a little bit more underground, like uh, Eight Ball and them had a triple CD at that yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of that, but right. I actually like that CD. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing for a little while. I mean, yeah, Master P like, and them were doing multi disc and all that. Can you imagine though if All Eyes on Me was one album? If you just yeah. took the top, I don't even 10. listen to that second CD. The second the CD, second CD is dope. There's got a couple joints on there. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like. I feel like that second CD is more like something to ride to. Right. The first joint has all the singles on it. Right. Even Scarface did so double yeah. CD around My homies. Yeah. You probably That's actually touched on this, Superfly, but what did you think of Crit's album then? Crit was double album. Because yeah. the, the most recent the most one recent that he did. One. Didn't even listen to that, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have no it idea. It was on the list for Tough. It was, yeah. it was a good album. <laughs> no, um, I didn't do it. I was Bones uh, Art of War was a double disc. I can yeah, all mm-hmm. all around that ninety six, ninety seven. It was like let's just put a out thing. a gang of music that right. could either make it. It makes sense to me now. It makes sense to put out as much content as possible because you can people unless, unless you're unless you're Chris Brown yeah. who puts out a no, nah, but it a makes sixty sense. track album because you can stream. You can get yeah. con- you can get yeah. credit for all the streaming, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So 
Whatever you make, you might as well just put it out now. Did that did that Chris Brown album make any noise though? Like did these attention was, deficit people sit down and listen to sixty songs or whatever it was? They may the, right. the girls probably did. Cause I didn't hear anything about it. I dude. just yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't even can't even tell you what the lead single off of that was. Was, was there one? one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like Grass is Green, that thing was probably the, the only song I remember off of that. Not, Never even whatever. heard of that, yeah, no. yeah, What about R and Beef? Which one? Man, like the, the oh, R&B cats were beefing. Who was beefing? They're they're R Kelly beefing with like <laughs> like <laughs> all these girls' parents or something. Right, right. R Kelly beefed with uh what's dude's name? He he had a legit like, beef though. Didn't Trey he? songs. He beefed with Trey songs. And they, I mean, so funny. If you ever listen to the Ricky Smiley show, Ricky Smiley, uh, they do a, a song when R and B cats start beefing, <laughs> and it's like a it's the old uh, it's like an old. Uh, Wham, a uh, slow song. They just do oh, okay. like a, a song over top of like R and B. Cats start to beef and uh, punches uh, start getting thrown and scratches and all. It's it's crazy. R and B. I don't even follow R and B beat. Yeah, Prince and Who Michael Jackson. R. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly made R. Kelly and uh, what's his name? Uh, Trey, Trey songs Song. made beef this song back together but you know Trey Song just a fake R. Kelly anyway. That's what right, they all evolved. Like, they all evolved from something anyway. But did y'all one beef that y'all didn't talk about, which is like the original hip hop beef, mm-hmm. which was Busy B and Mo D. Yeah. Oh wow, I forgot about the. Yeah. That was never, the first. That was over the, before LL. Man, it's like this, like 80, 81. Mm-hmm. That was the first. Okay. Seventy nine or something like okay. that. Okay, yeah. okay, that's why. Okay, that's... you can you can <laughs> listen to it. It's like world famous beef. You can listen to it on on YouTube. How did that one start? Territory. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Busy B was the man in the clubs doing his little bar did he bar right, bar with the bar jump. You know mm-hmm. those kind of little raps and uh, Kumo Kumo D came up there and hit him with the sneak attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, that bar with the bar bullshit. Yeah, out. Was, <laughs> some real raps and was right. like, mm-hmm. yeah, to get that bullshit out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that. But I did. I I, I heard. Uh, what you call it on the podcast not that long ago. He was like, y'all hear that that one tape where they say he got out on me, but y'all ain't hear the other when I came back the next day and, and killed him. So I, I'm trying to find that myself. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> That's what he said. He's buried somewhere. All right. It's on there somewhere. Got to hope the internet's got it somewhere. He say he's still getting paid off ball, did he, you know, off the ball, did he ball? Yeah, With the kidding. Kid Rock? Yeah. Wow, guy. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's Kid Rock, one of his biggest hits. Yeah. He said he got a nice check. Hey. All right, let's do um for the soul. We can we can do bring that. that segment yeah, back it's tonight. Not raining. All right, and there's a couple of us that uh that I got on some some decent kicks. So we'll go. Uh, uh Superfly has on his uh his, his dad's air dads. Air dad three. Air dad cookouts. Exactly. Um, CB, what you rocking tonight? Uh, I got the Adidas Speed Factory made for London joints. Okay. So these dope. So we're gonna take a picture of these and put them up. These joints are these the boost on here is super comfy. Got you. Sachi, what you rocking? Uh it's got some turtle doves on. I was gonna say I don't know the name. He's got some Yeezy 350s on there. That's what they yeah. call. Dope. Thank you guys for bringing the for the soul back, because I definitely ain't I got <laughs> I got all my Nike uh free runners that I travel with when I'm walking hey. or taking a train. I mean, we finally, I, and I think it's supposed to rain the next couple of days too. So, so you had to break them out, yeah. I okay. mean, because we had had some bad luck in the last couple of recording yeah. days for the soul. But I did want to put this out there before before we close up shop. 
we don't need to let this Drake and Pusha Beef distract us from the fact that the hottest song that dropped this past weekend was from ASAP and Skepta. That was the best track that got dropped this past weekend. Praise dope. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pretty yeah. dope track, yeah. That shit is dope. So I'm going to listen to that on, on the yeah. ride home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that Black Thought. Uh, Ninth Wonder joint that's coming out Friday. So That's this Friday? Be, yeah, yeah. Man. That's a mixtape, though, isn't it? Uh, or is it out? I, I think it's out. I know they've been working on it for a minute. Streams of Thought Volume 1. Oh, I never okay. even know they were working on that joint. Yeah. That's going to be Looking dope. forward to it. All right. I'm looking forward to hearing the Kanye myself. Oh, definitely. If, it's coming if out, it comes out right, this Friday. Right, it's been right. kind of quiet. Who knows? Who knows? And then uh, Nas soon, too. I wonder if Nas going to do seven tracks. I'm guessing he is, that's which I'm they, really hoping that's not the case. That's said everybody doing seven. Yeah, we'll see. Asachi, real quick, um, give us your social media where everybody can follow you at. Uh, my Asachi, uh, my social media. What is my social media? Instagram is Sachi Tight, S A C E T Y T E, or Instagram is Hip Life, H Y P L Y F E. And uh, I think my Twitter is the same. Uh, it's both of those are the same S A C E T Y T E and H Y P L Y F E. All going? right, real quick, moment before I forgot to. You worked for BET, right? Back in the day. Yeah. Give us a quick rundown what you did there. <laughs> oh wow, um, a little bit of everything. You know, back <coughs> back when I started at BET, we were still here in DC. Um, weren't owned by Viacom yet. Uh, we pretty much did everything in house back then, so we were kind of like a a one you know a one stop shop for everything. So you know, and at that time, if you were a black music artist, you only had one place to get your look. So mm-hmm. you had to come here, and um, you know, so I did everything from writing, promo writing, producing, editing, shooting. You know, I was you know creative services, and then you know they moved us up to New York and. Well, they moved, they moved, the first move they made was in 01. They moved my department in 02, which was the creative services department. So I moved up to New York in 02. And, um, you know, we rocked from there, you know, writing promos, editing promos. And then I left the promo department and, and started working on shows. So, uh, you know, I did Rap City, 106, and whatever you saw come on to. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. That's dope. dope. So when you hear Sachi talk tonight about music, this he has he's got credentials. Right, right, right. He knows right. he knows his There's stuff. I got a lot of stories now. Yeah. I could tell some stories. So is he, is he, you gonna interview him or am I gonna interview him? Wanna, let's, okay, so <laughs> go ahead and, and do exactly. go ahead and do uh give a shout out for your this during Superfly. Oh, yeah, so Superfly Friends, um at Superfly Friends on all all streaming platforms and on all social media. Um my personal social media, Superfly underscore TNT. So auxiliary on. yep the aux d t-h-e dash a-u-x dot com which is we're getting there we're getting we ordered our sign by the yeah, way we our got, sign will be got a banner on the way this week um okay. we are something else w-e-r-s-u-m-t-h-i-n-e-l-s-e that's on instagram facebook uh soundcloud google play itunes, iTunes name it yeah. um so yeah that's us all right everybody uh we'll see you next week peace all right. peace We are.
dog at the party so bring some protection before you get a little infection that way you both can win when you wear your rough skin yeah 